I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Sex with My Grandma podcast. Hope you've all had a great week. As always, I'm joined by Ruth Simons, amazing sexologist, clinical psychotherapist, and psychologist. How are you, Bob? I'm really great. Thanks, Liv. How are you? How's your week? I'm good. I've had a busy one, but not as busy as you. You're hard to pin down. I know. I know. (laughs) So today we thought we would talk about dating because we've had a lot of feedback from everyone that everyone wants to know about dating and get Booba's insight on how that looks like, how that looks today. Um, So we've got a couple of questions and we've got some great topics. So um, shall we just jump in, Bob? Yeah, sure. Perfect. All right. So maybe we should start off because I feel like over the last year with COVID, a lot of things have changed. So how do you think that COVID has changed dating? Uh, That's a really good question, Liv, because I think it's changed dating a lot, Um, particularly in places like Victoria where people have been locked down for months and they can't get out and actually meet people. Um, what it has done, it, it actually has given people a whole different perspe- perspective on what dating is about. Um, you, you get to know it, each other and to focus on an emotional connection as opposed to the physical connection, which is not possible anymore. But as I've always said, slower connections are, are much more exciting than just jumping out and meeting someone. It's a new mm. kind of intimacy that I always believe is more exciting in the long run because the chase is always better than the catch. It urges people to have different conversations, more so than meeting in a club where you can't even hear yourself think, let alone what the other person says. Um, Which I don't hate, to be honest. That's kind of my scene. <laughs> you really? How can you hear anyone hit talk in a, a club? I can't. You can't, and no. that's the beauty of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this actually encourages um, intimacy as opposed to just back, you know, clicking glasses and telling mm. each other how beautiful you are. Um, it, it it fits with. Um, it, it gives you a chance to get to know somebody and to check out what their values are, to see what sort of sense of humour they've got, to see what integrity they've got, Mm. whether they're a good listener. 
Um, yeah. and so, so it's basically like building building a deeper connection before even going on to build a physical one. Yes, and it's so much nicer because you get to know somebody and to see whether they share the same goals, values, and just exactly what the person is all about, which I think happens doesn't happen in the dating scene today. I agree. Mm. I feel like this dating scene. Actually, I feel like people in the dating scene today are finding it really difficult to commit at all. Why do you think people are finding it difficult to commit these days? I think there's numerous reasons. Uh, I think that people are scared to commit. I think men in particular are very confused about dating and what their role is. And I don't blame them because because women are working today as men do and if they do decide mm. to have a relationship there's an expectation that men share all the roles so they should when the women work so the men mm-hmm. that they they choose and vice versa are usually that what we call the snag the sensitive new age guy which is all very all oh, very love lovely yes except <laughs> except at, at the end of the day they're boring and a lot of these women find that they lose respect for the guys because they become like doormats in the house and uh, you know there's research have found that there's women in America who are dating guys in prison because they're really looking for that macho man back again they don't want the sensitive new age they want their cake and eat it too to be quite honest with you so I can understand me, men being very confused and also that they because this the the roles aren't clearly defined and and because 60% of them have watched mum and dad break up and have either hopefully nice breakups but a lot of them see acrimonious ones where you know there mm. a war that goes on for years over finances and who ends up with what i can understand yeah. Couples yeah. stay being very, very wary about going into relationships because they don't really have great role models as to what, yeah. what it's really all about. Yeah. It's funny you should mm. mention it's that, funny you should um, mention that um, women often not get bored but, like, they are often turned off by yes. these snags because I feel like amongst my friends, and this is something that comes up quite often, none of us ever seem to want to go for like that nice, gentle, secure, stable, yeah. sensitive guy. We want to go for this toxic asshole that's going to treat you like shit. But I also think it's because anxiety and excitement are the same physical reaction. You get that same like heart racing, tummy dropping feeling. And I think a lot of the time we're mistaking anxiety mm-hmm. for excitement which actually makes me want to ask you this question. A friend of mine actually asked me this to ask you specifically. When you meet someone and you don't have that, you know, stomach-flipping, exciting, Mm. butterfly feeling, is it possible to develop a relationship when you're not particularly interested at first? I mean, a lot of my friends have done it, but do we need to have that to start off with? It's nice when you do, but in in reality, if if you go through life and just – in looking back quickly over your life, Olivia, and think of the men <laughs> and women and women that you've met where you've had a really, really strong connection with to the point of you actually feel like there's some sort of soulmate to you. If you were literally go through your entire mm. life and meet people on one hand, both men and women that you have that connection with, that's a lot. 
So we can look at somebody and, yes, mm-hmm. they can give you butterflies in the stomach because, they've, you know, they've got beautiful colour eyes and, you know, they, they give you that look that you think, wow. But and they're a stunning the, Yeah, specimen. until they open their mouths and you think, oh, wow, I wish they kept their mouth shut because <laughs> that the, the feeling <laughs> has gone the minute they open their mouth. But the reality is that you don't meet that very, very special person that you connect with every day of the week. And if you do meet them, and Truth. and remember I said to you, uh, stop looking for the naughty boy and go and have a conversation with someone who is the mm. opposite to what you normally would look like, will look at. Because when you actually sit and talk, and this is what I'm talking about, the COVID people, if they talk to each other, they get to know each other in a very, very different level of intimacy and in a way that you wouldn't when you hook up on a first date and hoping to get that beautiful Mm -hmm. feeling, the feeling can develop if you find that you share the same values, the same goals, the same sense of humour, the same intellect. That can all develop and you think, wow, I've really really got lotto here now. (laughs) I've really really got won something. Yes, it does develop over time if you let it. Mm. So... Mm. So after, so actually something that most people don't might not know about you is that you've had you know had a beautiful 50 year long marriage and relationship yep. with my beautiful papa do you yes. believe in soulmates yes yes i i, I was 56 years with your grandfather and when i was papa. 15 yeah. i was at a dance with my sister and i he walked in and i looked at him across the room and i said to my sister i'm going to marry that guy one day Yes. Oh, my heart. And I did. I did. And he was my soulmate. And you don't really don't see too many relationships like I had. And that's why I think I've been put on this earth to prove to people that true love can be long-lasting. And, look, I'd be lying if I said that our 56-year relationship didn't have some ups and downs, and I'm not talking sexually. I'm talking about ups and downs. Um, at that that we actually oh you work through them and if you do share the same values the same goals the same commitment that i think one of the major the one of the major things that kept your pop, your grandfather and i together is that we shared the same sense of humor we used to laugh every day together and i think that's such an important mm. that's so criteria beautiful. in a relationship mm. yes yeah physical as well as emotional intellectual and having the same values you know Mm. I I say to my girls that come in that if you don't share the same values if you give up any of your values for the sake of a relationship you're never going to be happy it just doesn't happen yeah oh I couldn't couldn't agree more and the thing is I think I see a lot of people these days not only just giving up, like, you know, changing themselves to fit the mold of their partner and what they want, but they're also Mm. lowering their standards. And I actually would love to know what you think about people who settle in relationships. I, I, again, I I don't think if they just settle, they, they're, they're probably will be part of the 60% of people who end up breaking up, you know, down the track. You know, I, I my the women that come in with me, it cut into me, and they come in with they they open up their bags, and out comes a list of about twenty things that they're looking for in a partner. And 
And the, fir- the first thing I say yeah, to them, okay, the so list. let's tear up that list. Give me five things that you won't tolerate. Oh, my God, because I feel like that's wild because all I hear about in bloody yeah. modern-day mm. manifestation and on witch talk is that you need to write a list of everything and you want will, in a partner and you'll never, ever appear. get it. But or if she you write down appear. the five things that you will not tolerate in a partner and stick to those five things – then you then you're probably on the right track of finding mm. the right person for yourself. I'm gonna stick to making my like happy list, but I'll just keep in mind no. where my boundaries Tear are. Tear it up, Liz. Compromise. Tear it up, my darling. <laughs> Tear it up. Well, it hasn't worked for me, so like look, I'm obviously <laughs> Yeah, doing take some notice wrong. of your grandmother because it works. I know. I know. Um why do you think it is so hard for like the like independent and strong women to well, find men these days? Let's take you for example. <laughs> oh, yeah, you certainly did. I, I walked I think, into that one. I think someone like yourself, who's beautiful, clever, strong, Continue. funny. <laughs> Continue. I think you could intimidate a guy. And um, because you have so much going for you, and but I do believe there are there's always someone out there. My mother used to have a saying. It's not a therapist saying, but it's a mother saying. As God makes them, He matches them. <laughs> so there's there's a match for everybody. Oh my God, I can't. <laughs> I, I love it. This is. Yeah. Oh, that, that gives me some sort of hope. It's, at least it's turned into like a big yeah, build-up list of confidence. As long God. as you, your match is someone who doesn't try to compete with you and embraces the person that you are and and you and you both embrace each other and prop each other up, mm. you found yourself a perfect guy. You would be bored silly yeah. with somebody who was subservient to you yeah. and, you know, to the strong type of woman that you're talking about. I, I think I think mm. people need to find someone who is their equal in lots of ways. But the most important thing is that you find mm-hmm. someone who's not competitive. And so life doesn't become a competition. Life becomes embracing each other's mm. strengths and 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 helping each other grow. Oh, completely. 100%. Building each other up, yeah. making them the best version of themselves. When do you think you know if someone is the one? Well, as I said to you, I looked at your grandfather when I was 15 yes. and, and just knew he was the one. But I actually, again... Because dating is so different. I'm going to tell you a story mm. about dating in my era compared to dating in your era. Is that my sister I'd and I were, were both probably about, my sister was yeah. is 18 months older. And so I was 15 and she was about 16 and a half or something. So two guys came to the front door to take us to the movies. And my father answered the door and he asked them who they were. And they said, they've come to take us to the movies. He said, no, no man is, no young man is going to take my daughters out without wearing a suit. And he made these two boys go home, change into suits and come back and take <laughs> us out. Now, things have gone a long, long way since my courting days, Olivia. Uh, but courting was lovely. And. Uh, <laughs> I'd be lucky if a guy turned up wearing like. <laughs> 
something other than thongs, let's be honest, let alone pick me up at the front really door. Lovely, What's that actually? like? I feel so sad for you the way you guys date. Seriously. You know, one of my clients has given me permission to tell this story and that is that um, he arranged to meet uh, he was in his 40s himself and he arranged to meet a woman who was in the 40s as well. And when he got there, he reckons this 70-year-old was, woman was sitting at the table and he walked up to her and said, are you the person that I'm supposed to meet today? And she said, mm-hmm. yes. And he said, you know very well that you're not 40. <laughs> he said, why do you do that? He said, she was a 70-year-old. And oh she said, I did it. If I put my age down, you wouldn't have come and met me. Whoa. And seriously... Catfishing. But that's happened to me before. I'm going to tell you a story. Yes. I, oh my, but the other way around, I went on a date with a guy who, look, look, at the time I was 29. So it wasn't that long ago, but this guy like matched with me on Hinge when I had Hinge and he was said he was 25. And I was like, oh, this feels a bit weird, but whatever. He's so hot. I'll go for it. And I swear to you, Bubba, he was 21. And it was like the <laughs> wildest date I've ever been on. It was so much fun because he was just like so free. Yeah, and but I, that's lovely. But I really can't imagine why a 70-year-old woman would think that a 40-year-old guy would go out with her um, once, he, once, he got, once he got to meet her. <laughs> oh, maybe she's a nice person. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that I actually I want to get a okay. I want to like get into a few like naughtier questions. Actually, firstly, when do you think you should define define the relationship or have that chat? Because I feel like a lot of people are really scared to broach that topic in a relationship, especially when they're dating. Well, so when do you have that? What if, are we talking? If the guy, no, if the girl turns around and says, "We've been going out for some months now," can you can you please define? what our relationship is all about I'm, I'm a great believer in there's a saying say it straight mm-hmm. and you won't show a crooked and so I believe in saying it straight and that I think if you've got been mm-hmm. going out with a guy for some months and it's a monogamous relationship I think it's you're totally in order for you to turn around and say can you please tell me where you think our relationship is going what what how would you define our relationship right now, is it a relationship and what are you looking for in the future? And and if the person mm. isn't ready to commit, I would tell him to get lost, to mm. be quite honest with you. Why would you want to waste your time with someone who isn't prepared to commit to you after a few months? Mm. Same, sis, goodbye. Same, sis, goodbye. Well, but yet I've done it myself You do it in the times. hope that... So there's a lot of guys out there who turn around and from day one says, I want to go out with you, but I'm telling you right now I'm I'm not ready for a relationship. And there's it, something about that statement turns on something in a woman's brain that says, oh, yeah, but you haven't been out with me. And once you go out with me, yeah, once you go out with me, you won't want any other woman. And they think it's that true. they're the one that's going to come along and make this guy change his mind. Take it from me, it doesn't. So walk away because the guy's telling you the truth. What's that? What are they saying? Oprah has a really – exactly, and Oprah has a saying. She says, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. Mm. That's right. Exactly. 100%. Don't try – don't ever, 
you know, go into a relationship thinking that you're going to change that person. Mm, What you see is what you get. For real. Actually, that leads me into a really, that's a beautiful segue into when you're dating someone, when is it a good time Mm. to bring up a fetish? Well, I'm going to define a fetish. A fetish is when a person has a sexual focus on an um, inanimate object, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. A lot of people think that, that that fetishes are deviant behavior and they're not. Mm. So unless you, yeah. unless the fetish unless the fetish is devious. Has is, is a deviant thing in itself. Mm. So um but I, I went to a, a uh, seminar once where Dr. Rosie King was the guest speaker and she said a fetish occurs when a woman's shoes becomes more sexually arousing than the woman herself. Oh my so, god. So yeah. So the thing is that most people that have fetishes that are what we might call normal fetishes um, mm. is that people are very shy about it. They're even embarrassed about it. And sometimes they never ever tell anyone that they have the fetish. Mm. Uh, but the best time to tell someone is that when they, when you start a relationship and you start to establish a relationship, rather than throw it at them, I would say, you know, I read somewhere that somebody does this mm. and um, would you be interested in giving it a go? Like you test the waters. <laughs> and test the water mm. and 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 look at their reaction to see if they're horrified or if they say, yeah, I, know, I wouldn't mind that at all. That sounds pretty good to me. I feel but, like people you know, are very I, open I these I days. Yeah, I think so too. But I think mm. if you – Sort of uh, turned up to a date and started kissing their shoe, someone's shoes wearing a latex outfit. I don't think I would be doing that on my first date, Olivia. Has that ever <laughs> happened to any of your clients? No, but one of the most embarrassing things that happened to me was a guy came in one night and said, "I," he said, "I have this fetish for high heel boots on women." Can I just, guess before you keep going, can I just say, Bubba wears the highest heels you've ever seen in your <laughs> life. She teeters around on these sky-high, like, stilettos like no one I've ever seen. You should see her calves. I can see where That's, this is going. Anyway, guess who was wearing high heel boots that night, of course. Oh. And so I nearly died when he said that. So I tried to sort of hide my feet under the table. <laughs> As he was telling me about this fetish. But, you know, people ask me about fetishes and they say, like, where do they come from? How does it occur? And it, it, Mm. it, it it happens through, it's a multi-sensory experience. And one Mm. research showed, have you, a lot of people know about the old research, it was called Pavlovian conditioning, conditioning, you know, classical conditioning. Where, Pavlov and his dog, yeah. And the dog where they, you know, they showed a dog a piece of meat and then they rang a bell and then they did that a few times and then they took the dog away and they brought back and rang the bell but they didn't give the dog yeah. the piece of meat and the dog started salivating <laughs> waiting for the meat. Well, they did this experiment with some guys. They showed the guys some boots, image of ladies' boots, and then they showed them a picture of a naked woman. And they did that a few times. And then after 
a little while, they just showed the guys the boots without the naked woman. They started salivating basically when they saw the boots. <laughs> so, so fetishes can be created, basically. Yeah, they can. And it can happen in childhood. Can we do childhood. a whole episode on fetishes? Can we do yeah. that? Yeah, we can. Oh, my God, I'd love to yeah. do that. Yeah, um, all right, bit of a step change. When yeah. do you bring up STDs and sexual health with a partner? I think, um, first of all, I hope that everybody, when they go out on dates today, um, you know, use condoms and safe sex. But guess what? The statistics are that they're, they're at right at this moment in time, we have the highest rate of STD than we've had for many, mm. many years. People are not mm. practicing safe sex. The figures are staggering. I feel, actually, you know what? Yeah. I feel like most guys and like most and even my friends yes. don't use condoms, which shocks me. Seriously? Do you say you don't I use swear. them either? Are you saying you I'm don't? not answering. Okay. I, I do now. Okay. <laughs> but I'm very happy to hear that. But, but I, look, I can't say I've used one every single time, but okay. I'm definitely more So if we go back to that, I think that – when you meet someone and you're wearing condoms and using you know all everything that you do for safe sex, um, yeah. if you look like you're going to establish a relationship, I think that's when you need to be honest with the person and tell them like, "Hey, I have herpes. I need to tell you this." And if the person really loves that person and falls in love with them, they won't let it. It won't matter, but. I don't know whether you know this, but there is a dating site for herpes pe- people with herpes, and which I feel I th- like herpes needs to be normalised. Like one in yeah. ten people have it; I it's know. not even a big deal. But there are a lot of people who are very moral about it, and so they they go mm. on to this herpes dating site because everybody has it, and they meet people, right. and they don't have to go through the embarrassment. But uh, the other thing that I have discovered in my room with my clients is that I don't believe men tell women the truth that they have herpes but I think a women a lot more moral about about yeah, exposing that they have it yes and I do believe right. that if you do have something you 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 say it as soon as you can after you right if you're, if you're engaging with them yeah um speaking of morals mm. what do you think about going like say you've like dated a guy or dated a girl and you've slept together and then going after their friend thoughts after you split up when you split up yeah. with them yeah and then you yeah. and then you go out with their friend i th- i think again yeah. it depends on the person because if they split up and they split up amicably and and say the one of the, the person has split up has met someone else I think yeah. a courtesy thing might happen, should happen. And if they say, look, I'm, I really, you, you've now left me and you've got a new partner, would you mind if I yeah. take out your girlfriend? I think that would be a nice thing to do. I think but I, like I, I think a lot of people, though, are very territorial about who they go out with. They don't, yeah, and people are selfish. Mm. They don't want their partners, but they don't want their close friends to have them either. So I couldn't agree more. Yeah. They get so territorial. Yeah, I, I it's think so, so true. Too. I think so too. But I just say guys are super sneaky and it happens more often than not. Mm. They'll come after you. The friends will come for you. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> I agree. 
Um, do you think that you can be friends with an ex? I think you asked me this question last week, and and I'm I think did I? yes, you did. I am. Um, oh. You you can. <laughs> I've got a better memory Someone than you've got. Someone must have asked me that, and I was just like, oh, okay, okay, cool. Next question. All right, what are your what are your thoughts? <laughs> Liv, stop talking and asking questions. Um, okay, what do you think about long distance relationships, especially when new ones are starting? Like you, maybe you've met a few times, but you live in different places. Do you think they can work? Just are you saying if you're meeting someone for the first time and they are and they live long somewhere that's a long distance away can 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 it work yeah so like starting people at the same time clarify no 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 so say you like just start seeing someone or you're getting so i'm just saying if you like starting off a new relationship but you live in different places so say someone's hit like in australia on holiday but they live in london Mm -hmm. Can you make a long-distance relationship work right from the get-go? Well, look, it, it can be exciting to meet someone. Again, it's like the COVID story where you get to know them, you become intimate and you can have cyber sex and you can do all those wonderful things. And I know a few people who are having long-distance relationships. Um, one of my friends is doing it right at this moment. But they are planning mm. to get together as soon as they can so that yeah. and and they're planning on spending maybe and and they they're not young people i i think it's i think it's hard if you're young and you want to plan a family because where do you live i mean i did it do you remember i did it for 2 yes. years and i went 6 months without seeing him yes but you can make it work. Mm. And I think, in my opinion, I think it definitely can work, but both parties want to have to make it work. Mm. It requires so much trust, so much communication, mm. and just knowing that that person is there. Like, it just takes, you know, it's just like it's that extra level of like, you know, obsession with each yes. other or commitment. And, and you're, you're living in times where, where you've got FaceTimes and Zooms and, mm. you know, in – in the past where they didn't have that, people relied on writing letters mm. to each other or emails or whatever. But mm. when you're in when with with having the access to FaceTime and Zoom, you you're basically, you know, in touch with each other as often you like it it's it's so much easier to have a long distance relationship if you can see the person that you're having the relationship with. Where it becomes difficult is that yeah. if the relationship develops who gives up the country that they're living in to go and live with the other person? And then it's always somebody makes a sacrifice, a sacrifice, but it's a mutual decision. And at just the end take of the, day. the Gold Coast, for example, where I live, because I see it every day of the week, is that people come from everywhere to come and live on the Gold Coast. And it's all very well. They give, they give yeah. up their families, their friends, they, they leave. Victoria, they leave New South Wales, they leave Tasmania, they come and all, all come and live on the Gold Coast. And it's all great, even America and England. And then they have children. And then guess what? Yeah. They break up. Get, and you know what happens? And what, that happened but you to didn't me. You had a child, you had a dog. <laughs> yes, we got custody. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> oh, um, all right, we've got we're basically well, running out of time. Finish what really I'm saying, quickly, and that but... is that once you have a child in Australia, you can't move away mm. from your partners. You can't move more than an hour away from your partners. So, 
once once you have a child, you're stuck there forever if you want to be around your children. So, yes, long-distance relationships. So basically don't go into a long-distance relationship lightly. You really need to take that into account. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Well, I think that's all that we have time for today. I have actually got so many more questions that I want to ask you, but, I mean, we might just have to do a dating part too because I feel like I could talk about this for ages, especially being an expert in the field. Um, anything you want to add before we head off? Just that I think that I, I probably see more women and beautiful women and clever women that come into my room and are so depressed because they feel that they can't meet people anywhere. And I, I tell them to stop going online. I tell people to go to, mm-hmm. to clubs, to, go, to pl- go and join tennis clubs, go dancing, go and buy a dog and you can take a dog for a walk and meet someone walking your dog. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm yet to have yeah, that happen no, to me, but sure. I actually think that, that the, the girls get so depressed when they go online and they don't meet anyone and I say, go and find places where you can meet like-minded people. Mm. There are there's an organisation called Meetups where you can go bushwalking or walking or running or or join mm. clubs and things where you can actually meet like-minded people and, and not rely on the internet to meet someone. Do you know what? Or you could do What's what that? one of my girlfriends does. So she's actually given yes. me permission to talk about this. She's set herself. She was basically single for a year. She'd had like enough of the dating scene she's like I'm over it so she's decided to turn it into a game and she's going on 52 first (laughs) dates this year and she's absolutely killing it she's at like date number (laughs) 19 she has the most outrageous story can we talk to her on online one night here can we get her on our podcast oh my god I'll ask her I'll ask her her how it's going and what is she beautiful this girlfriend Okay, so she had done. She doesn't have any problem picking up a guy every night. Is that what you're saying? Every single day? No, she's doing. No, not every day. She's like having like one a week, and she's going on all these amazing dates. And don't get me wrong, Mm -hmm. she doesn't like all of them, but it's like so much fun. It's become more of a game to her. So, like, I feel like we all need to take a little bit of like a lighter heart when it comes to dating. We all put so much pressure on ourselves. So. And, and guys. if you don't go into a date looking for some fun and some excitement, if you go in like riddled with anxiety and low self-esteem, you're going to show that. It, it shows in your facial yeah. expressions, your voice tone, your body language. So I think it's really important that you you find out about yourself, learn to love yourself, know that you're terrific and just go in there believing that this person yeah. is very lucky that they're meeting you tonight. Um, don't go in. Yes, oh, my exactly. God, that's beautiful. Because um, if not, hmm. Perfect. Go on. <laughs> no. If not, you're just going to, like, sit there with a little sour yes. face being scared. But we don't, like, let your beautiful personality shine through. Um I think that's a perfect place to leave it, Bob, especially since I'm literally running off to go to a, <laughs> a date. <laughs> Are you going on a date? But seriously, no, I am. I got someone go. that you've met online. Oh, my God. Right now I'm okay. running late. i got to go. <laughs> Love you so much, though. 
Enjoy yourself. Um, all right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. As always, please like and subscribe, rate and review. We're not out on Apple. <laughs> yeah, we're not out on Apple Podcasts. Oh, okay. Of course, I'll ring you tomorrow. Um, please join our Facebook group, Sex with My Grandma Podcast on Facebook, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everyone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.